if they saw that technology. It's no longer like, remember the I Love Lucy where you had the chocolate in the conveyor belt? It's not like that anymore. It's really advanced. It's high tech. Welcome to the McNaughton McKay podcast, your electrical connection. Each episode, we meet with an industry expert to tackle real issues in manufacturing. Join your host, Austin Davidson, to get the latest scoop on automation products and solutions. Today, I'm joined by Mary Burgoon. She's the business development manager for the Academy of Advanced Manufacturing. Mary, how's it going? It's going great. Perfect. Uh, before we get started, could you give us a little background on what you did before the Academy of Advanced Manufacturing? Yeah, great. Thank you. I <clears throat> My background is in engineering, and I did that for a number of years, and then with other organizations, and I did some sales and marketing, and then I joined Rockwell, and I worked in advanced technology. And when I was in advanced technology, I did some really fun stuff. I got to travel the world. And for example, I did some government affairs work. Uh, and then I missed the commercial side of a business. So I joined our global strategic marketing organization. Uh, and, and then I learned about this, this program, the Academy of Advanced Manufacturing. And it was basically a startup within Rockwell. And I was very intrigued about taking this and leading this, this particular program. And, and that's how I find myself today. Perfect. Well, I know one of the reasons why we are addressing the Academy of Advanced Manufacturing in the first place is because you guys are using it to help fill the skills gap that we have in manufacturing. Um, and I, I previously spoke with Brian Fortney about Learning Plus and some of the other options uh, that Rockwell Automation has right now to help bridge the skills gap. But a lot of that is for, say, employees that are already working or already deployed out on the field. Um, and this has kind of taken a step back and is, is a bit of a precursor, right? So what exactly is the Academy of Advanced Manufacturing? The Academy of Advanced Manufacturing is, is predominantly and primarily a technical training program in which we recruit military veterans that are highly technically skilled, provide them 12 weeks of highly technical training, and then work with our customers to find them employment at the end. So we're sort of a hybrid, primarily technical training, but we also recruit, uh, and then we also work with our customers to get them an employment. So we're a mashup of an employment agency, a technical training program, and a staffing agency as well. So you guys basically do it all. That's, that's pretty cool. So I, I guess before we get too far into it, obviously the reason for this uh, is to utilize people with a skill set uh, who have proven that they at least have some sort of discipline, right? And you're giving them another chance is what it sounds like at deploying their skills somewhere a little more direct in manufacturing. So can we talk about, I guess, the skills gap in the first place, right? Obviously you guys are helping veterans, but the reason you're doing it is to try and fill some of these holes in the workplace. Uh, could you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, happy to do so. Um, you know, in talking to, I talk to customers every day and in, in any industry. And one of the things that, one of the items or one of the elements right now, and, and you know, you hear it on the news every day, um, that's keeping our customers up at night or keeping them from taking on projects or in some cases having to furlough or shut down plants is the fact that they can't find people with the right skill set um, to be able to operate, troubleshoot, and maintain their equipment. Uh, and so, you know, Rockwell Automation 
and Manpower Group got together and said, what would it look like to try to solve this problem for a customer? And this impacts any industry, whether it's making beer or making um, paper or making cars or tires or bread, it affects every industry. And so what would it look like um, to help our customers who buy our equipment, uh, provide them with talented, skilled people to be able to make sure that the, that equipment is optimized, maintained, so that they can meet their, their business goals. Well, you caught my attention when you said beer manufacturers. We definitely have to make sure that they are up and running. That is very important to me. So we are seeing the same thing even from the distributor side. I, I think right now, especially with COVID or whatever else you want to throw into the basket for this year. Um, there are a lot of different reasons why either uh, people are retiring or there just is a bigger demand for people, like you said, with, with more technical skills, people who um, have been trained to work with maybe a little more complicated equipment um, or a little more complicated processes. So obviously you guys have chosen veterans and I'm assuming it's because like I said earlier, they're, they're disciplined. They've proven themselves. Is that why you guys have chosen their subset versus maybe some other group of people? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we know that military veterans leave, you know, transition out over 200,000 annually. And quite a few of them have really strong technical skills and abilities. You know, Uncle Sam invests a lot of money to make sure that they can do the job that they were supposed to do. And so when they leave the military, it's often without any idea of how they can redeploy those skills. And so the Academy of Advanced Manufacturing really serves as that bridge and helps them redeploy those technical skills in a modern manufacturing setting, right? Manufacturing often has a bad rap, has a bad PR, thinking that it's not high tech. But, you know, the skills that we're deploying on, on, on our veterans I would say that that's incorrect. They go in and they're able to really operate, maintain, and troubleshoot really advanced manufacturing, PLC, drives. You know, they can work with networks and so on, much more digitally capable than maybe some of the workers that are currently uh, retiring. So I think that's one of the reasons we we've, we focus on military veterans because of the skill set. The other thing you also mentioned is is all the other factors that a veteran brings, and and that is they bring team. They they can work on teams very easily. They're pressure tested. They know how to, they're outcome based, right? They know how to achieve those outcomes, and they work to get the job done. Yeah, I guess the way I would frame that is a lot of it is the intangibles, right? Things that you can't necessarily uh, teach at work per se. Um, it's something that you got to be in the pressure cooker, like you were saying, to really develop those capabilities. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, okay. So basically we've set up this program so that we can, we can help fill some of these uh, skilled manufacturing jobs. Some of it is intrinsically makes you feel good, right? Because we're, we're taking veterans who maybe would have trouble probably reacclimating. Um, I know that's something that is talked about all the time um, and kind of giving them a second chance. So when they do go through the program, you guys said you're a talent agency, you're a recruiter, you're pretty much every side of the fence for this. What does it look like when they try to find a job after they get out of the program? So that's the one thing about this program that's unique. You know, we don't guarantee them a job. We really tell them that they have to focus on the training while they're with us, right? So they're in, while they're with the training, 
uh, Rockwell invests in them. We provide housing and meals and pay them a salary. We want them to treat this training that they're in for 40 hours a week like a job. And while they're in that job, I work with, and my team, we work with employers to try to find them a position so that the time that they're finished with that 12 weeks of training, you know, we have an employer lined up that they can go to. So you, you already have it lined up if, if they put in the work and essentially prove themselves. So um, I guess to dive a little more into that in terms of them actually having to show up and, and show out, what does the program look like exactly? You said it's a technical training program, but what are we doing, say, if, if I'm enrolled in the program? So, you know, that's a great question. So many of these individuals, they may have been exposed to uh, maybe drives in the past, but, you know, they couldn't even spell PLC. So when they come here, uh, this is in-person training. It's a mix of uh, in-person classroom training, and then which led by a Rockwell Automation instructor, one of our subject matter experts. And then they spend a lot of time in the lab, right? They spend a lot of time hands-on, uh, and that's where the majority and the emphasis is because that's where uh, those are those ro- those roles that are hardest to fill. Those folks that can apply the technology in a hands-on environment, so that when they're with us, it's about you know 40% classroom, the rest in the lab. They spend a lot of time focused on troubleshooting. They spend a lot of time. Um, we do offer some professional skill building as well because you know technical skills you know, get you in the door, but those soft skills are the ones that help you be successful in an organization. So we do help them with that as well. Um, we help them improve their communication skills. We help them prepare for interviews. And we help them prepare for for uh, their resumes. So we really help them put their best foot forward with their, when they're with us. Interesting. So from their side, is there anything that you require from them, right? I guess, how, how do you get into the program in the first place? Oh, great question. So I mentioned, you know, they have to come to us. We, we seek those individuals out or we recruit those that are um, that are backgrounds with technical abilities that are probably most easily transferable to work on automation and controls. So in the military, they may have been an avionics technician or electronics technician or a missile system specialist or a tank mechanic or something like that. Um, and then we put them through a really rigorous screening process because we want to know that not only can they withstand the the intense pressure of this this training that we're putting them through more importantly how can they withstand and will they be successful when they get at the employer which is a rockwell automation customer so they do behavioral assessments and interviews technical assessments and interviews you know we really want to make sure that they're the right fit Um, we also talk to them a lot about what it's like to work in manufacturing because it's not likely that maybe they considered manufacturing in the past. So we talked to them what it's like to work in manufacturing. We talked to them about, hey, it's, you know, shift flexibility. You may have to work 12-hour days, not unusual. You may have to work second shift or third shift. And one of the other key things is that they have to be willing to go where the jobs are, right? So we know that there are great jobs all over the country. And so when they come into this program, they have to be open to going where the jobs are because sort of like being redeployed in a great paying job for a career when they finish the training. Well, that's interesting. And that that makes a lot more sense why you guys put so much effort into the program and put so much effort into uh, the people who are actually enrolled in it, because obviously it takes a lot for them to get in it. This isn't something that you can just willy nilly get into. It sounds like that's awesome. Um, And I can completely understand 
why you would use this pool of candidates and now you've trained them and really you're creating advocates for Rockwell Automation and for manufacturing in general going forward because as Brian Fortney said on our last episode, which I thought was hilarious, I believe he said something about the biggest detriment to manufacturing in terms of its popularity is the high school counselor because nobody wants to make manufacturing sexy, but he argues the manufacturing is sexy. Yeah, it's and it's a high-tech industry, right? I mean, I think about all the technology that is being used in manufacturing now, like AR and VR. You know, we're using Google Glasses. Um, we're using a lot of advanced technology in manufacturing, and I think it would really surprise a lot of people um, if they saw that technology. It's no longer like, remember the I Love Lucy where you had the chocolate in the conveyor belt? It's not like <laughs> yeah. that anymore. It's really advanced. It's high-tech. I, I don't know. I've, I've been to some plants that maybe it looks like that, but we'll say that those are the minority. <laughs> Oh, perfect. Well, I think that about covers it. Uh, Mary, do you have anything else that you'd like to say before we close out? No, I just that I appreciate the opportunity. And if people are interested in learning more, they can um, find out about the Academy of Advanced Manufacturing on the rockwellautomation.com website. Perfect. If you have any other questions about this episode or any of the other episodes that we have out there, please feel free to email us at podcast at mc-mc.com or reach out to your local McNaughton McKay account manager. Mary, thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.